All right, Leftovers at Midnight, episode 27. I am Robbie. I'm Alex. And I am Tommy. And today we have with us Evan Draper from Silo Digital, um, music video creator extraordinaire, and one of my personal top five people on this planet, hands down. Absolutely. I love you. Tommy. How you doing, Evan? Great. How are you guys? Been good. Been That's a good week. Good. So far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so far. And I don't know if anybody is watching the video, but we're using a new program to record. It's called StreamYard. Uh, shouts out. Um, it's a lot easier to, to manipulate than Discord. I can do cool things like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and my audio apparently sounds a lot better now. Yeah, but you should still so, wear headphones. Yeah, well, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> one day okay. one day he will wear them i mean we hear ourselves so you got to use them sometimes so uh the superior audio that you have are you are you getting an echo right now be honest with me if you are i will i will put in i will put headphones on if it really is genuinely affecting thomas all right all right hold on hold on all right so you guys talk for a second we've bullied him into putting in headphones so um <laughs> First of all, Evan, I have seen the Calamities music video you've shot for uh, Delineate, and uh, what was the other one that you shot for them? Uh, I did their first author's video, Voids? You Live in the Dark, and then I did the second video, The Author's Voids, and the third video, the most recent one, Calamities. Yes, those are all wonderfully shot. I, I, I don't do any kind of music production or anything like that, or um, video production myself, but I do appreciate the shots, and I really like how the... Uh, kind of like a silhouette of them at some points in the calamities one that that whole thing is Thank super you. dope yeah yeah i really shots. love I, to this day i think calamities has some of the most interesting and cool lighting stuff um that i've tried um the first video you live in the dark was actually like the first video i ever did in like 2016 Word. and i literally like begged brian the vocalist to like let me do it i was like please i'll charge you like no money and, <laughs> and like he finally you know let me do it and um it it kind of launched what i've been doing for the past like five years and it helped me get through college basically like the income from it and i've kept going and and since graduating last year um i've gotten you know a lot a lot under my belt in terms of experience so i'm very thankful for delineate specifically for trusting me. Uh, Dang. I did not realize that. Like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in the band when that music video was shot. So I did not realize that that was, you said that was the first video you ever did. The first one. Yeah. Wow. I totally did not know that. Yeah. You look at it now and you're like, Ooh, it's dark. It's very shaky. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good though. I, I had it's people, phenomenal. Even like two to three years after I'd shot it and I had much better stuff out, no offense. <laughs> um, like people still reference that video and they're like, oh, I saw this one and this is sick. And I'm like, oh, wait till you see what I have out now. Um, you saw, they saw Brian's band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, right I on. I want to give you props for that. That's uh, that's awesome. It's It's really well produced and. I appreciate art and I know you put a lot of time and effort into that. It's cool. That was your first, uh, 
your first thing that launched your career. Yeah, it is cool to think back on. Um, it was very much like, you know, we shot in one of his friend's houses. Like, it took four days. Like, nowadays, every video takes, like, one or two max. But, you know, we did, like, one day that was all Brian, one day that was the rest of the band, and then two days that was, like, all the narrative stuff. Um, and that was when I was still, like, figuring out how to shoot stuff and, like, what looked good. And I feel like now there's more of a formula. Like, I know going in, like, exactly what I'm going to shoot if there's, like, a band performance. Yeah. Um, so I've tried to, like, grasp and, and, and understand better, like, what makes a compelling performance and and pick that stuff up quicker i guess i imagine it helps to have a crew now too yeah so back then it was very much like i have one light that is this big and um it so the whole video is very dark obviously because i was like <laughs> oh this looks good but i didn't realize that you need to like you know expose properly and like get all the data in the image and then crush it later basically um but yeah it was like one light and for like a couple years i basically did everything myself and now like you know i hire my friends from college basically to come crew and like set up the lights and help me with camera stuff because like when you have a lot more gear and you have a bigger production and it it's supposed to look better it can really trip you up if you try to do everything like i even have someone come and help me like direct narrative stuff like direct actors if i need to because oh wow if i'm focused on like shooting it i really need someone else who knows the setup that can communicate with the actors and the rest of the crew while i talk to the lighting team or i set up my own camera for example um and you know we have a production designer um who works on our stuff a lot ali she's a friend of ours who does like props and costumes and even caitlin my girlfriend does um, some props and production design stuff sometimes. Um, and yeah, we have Caitlin, like who is an also, who is also a magnificent photographer, right? She does all of our behind the scenes photography, like, um, whenever we have a set, um, so yeah, many cool have, shots, like a little, a little tight knit crew of people that I really trust and like working with. Right on. Yeah, that's so awesome. as, as time has gone on, do you feel like you have less hands on the camera? Like, like, um, are you spending less time actually behind the camera and more time, like, you know, perfecting the vision? Or, or do you prefer to, like, be behind the camera and, and actually, like, on top of it? I think it's a mix of both in terms of, like, the greater vision. Like, I am the person that has to dictate that to everyone first and foremost. Nowadays, I kind of talk with uh, my friend Jake is the co-director that I work with. I will develop everything with him and we'll both kind of have a grasp on the greater project as a whole, because we, I had a video recently that had like, you know, four different locations basically. So after the third company move, it was like 10 PM outside the noise box is where we were shooting. <laughs> and I was literally losing my mind. Like I've there was there. so much to set up and I was like sleep deprived and I was like, <laughs> next time i really need someone to be on top of this stuff with me because having to relay the greater picture while also being responsible for camera and all the things that can go wrong there technically like 
it really is helpful to have someone else who can also be on the same page. So I think as, as we get bigger and bigger, I am finding myself behind the camera more um, and okay. everywhere else less because there are other people on top of stuff that can handle that, which I think is in a bigger production. That's how it should be. Right on. So um, for, for our listeners uh, and our viewers, if you can give the elevator pitch for silo digital, um, what is, what is your, what is your three minute? Like, this is what we're about. This is what we do. So we are a music video production company. Um, and first and foremost, we exist to tell stories and to deliver um, visuals with music. So the first thing that the video needs to do is it needs to match and fit the music. And the second thing is that it needs to tell, at least in some way, a compelling story. Mm -hmm. So it has to have a story that makes a lot of sense and that visually people can watch and be like, I understand what this is about and what happened. Right on. Makes sense. That's killer, man. That's so killer. I mean, I've, I have absolutely relished in the opportunity to work with you in the music video shoots that we've done for delineate um the first music video i've ever been a part of was uh was the um the author's voids and like back then i wasn't even playing guitar in delineate i was like filling in on bass i wasn't even like a That's permanent right. member yet um and that was so like that was part of the turning point that was like helping me to decide that i wanted to stay in the band like that it wasn't just going to be like a temporary thing was was shooting that video and how how cool it felt to like go through with that and go through the whole process of uh of getting that put together because we did that i mean i know that you worked with brian uh individually for for the for the narrative aspects of that video but we shot literally everything that one day uh of all the performance shots um <laughs> that was fun too we did that in like the uh the clubhouse in brian's neighborhood yeah. we rented out for the day <laughs> so that was a super cool shoot the the just the fun. shots that we got there were were so good the lighting and and like just the vibe of that video was super super cool yeah i like that one i i just talked about having a story that makes sense and that one um <laughs> well, I, mean, I guess it makes some sense. <laughs> into the first question or one of the questions we have here um what comes first the idea for a visual or the song it's attached to so generally what happens is um someone in a band uh will come to me and they'll say hey we want to make a video like and usually they'll have the song because at it like you don't generally go to a video person unless you have like the song and you're ready to take that step because otherwise you're just kind of like i guess it's a waste of everyone's time <laughs> not to be rude but like um you know i've never really had anyone like come to me without the song right. usually it's like here's the song we're ready to do this let's do it so yeah um like so the song usually comes first and the visuals um i generally will come up with something like on the spot when i hear the song if not like immediately it, it could take me a little bit but i generally have like an idea of like oh i see these colors i see these lights just by listening to it like i i get the vibe kind of um like one that came out recently was pendulum by felicity that was a recent song um 
and I heard the song and I like literally like the first time through listening to it, I was like, okay, so it's going to be a dark, like warehousey, like just pitch black setting. There's going to be white lights swinging like back and forth. And it's going to be like a l really foggy. And then everything will be blue, like when it's not like lit up. So there's going to be like blue ambience. And that is exactly what we did basically. Um, so like sometimes it'll come to me like immediately and other times like it'll take me a little bit um like one that's coming out soon it might be out by the time this comes out but i'm not sure it's is uh blue jay by nomadic oh, that such was, oh, i can't wait for that i cannot wait for that that was one that took months even just planning it it felt like it took forever and that was because I basically wanted to film something that told the story of the entire album. Like they put out this album euphoria that I really loved. And the reason James came to me to do the video um, is because you're because, awesome. Well, thanks. Um, it was because I made a, <laughs> a clone hero chart for the song. Oh, <laughs> I fucking love clone hero. dude. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm a parting a lot. Um, did you, did you, you did that for, you did that for delineate too, right? I did it for calamities, yeah. Wait, oh my god. You yeah. charted that song? What the fuck, dude? I played that so many times. I, yeah. I've been playing Clone Hero since it was <laughs> like first announced like four or five years ago, however long that was. I have a custom guitar. Well, I'm 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 That's in the awesome. I, that, that game is incredible. Yeah, it's great. I love, that I love Clone so Hero. Fun. I'm so glad that it exists because Me too. playing Guitar Hero is like one of my favorite things. Oh yeah. And I didn't do it that much as a kid because I sucked at it, but now I really like it. Right now it's like I can keep keep a beat. Yeah, right, exactly. Um <laughs> so he came to me because he really liked that I made the chart. He was like, You clearly care about the song, let's do something. So that one took a long time to develop because I literally wanted to tell like I wanted to have little like bits like little vignettes that represented each song on the album so that was like a huge thing of planning like how do we represent this thing like literally or figuratively so when that comes out like like it's really confusing at first it doesn't make a ton of sense but when i whenever i say like it tells the story of the whole album people generally like are like oh yeah i, I get it um and so James yeah, but, but sometimes... is James is such a such a an unbelievably creative person too. Like he's he's very yeah. on top of it, how like he has a vision for the things the things that he wants to put out, and he he wants mm -hmm. it to look exactly the way it looks. Um, we should have him on. We should see if he could come on the, the show. I'm sure that he. I'm sure that would be a really interesting interview. But I, I, I love did. and I still love working with James because he, like first and foremost, I think he trusted me as a creative person and and i was able to just like go to him and i could say like what do you think about this but he would always defer back to me which i thought was really really special um and i really appreciated that because uh, you know it's not not every artist is going to be like you know yeah i i want exactly um what you want like i trust you completely you know some people are going to be a lot more um protective over their content but James, mm -hmm. really, he cares a lot about the music, but he also trusted me enough to let me do my own thing with it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's right. That's that's uh, honestly surprising to me, like knowing what I know about James, except for the fact that like if it was anybody else, I think it would be surprising to me. 
but like i mean i i felt a similar way when we when we shot the calamities video like mm-hmm. you know it, it was not as much my baby you know like like that album for james was such a huge yeah. uh such a huge culmination of work and, and and effort and uh but i i definitely identify there where it's like i can i can see how um it's it's easy to defer to you like just from experience working with you it's 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 not a um so that's that's super cool um so uh what do you think about the idea of like have you ever had ideas for music videos that you wish there was a song that fit them that's interesting i've had a few ideas that kind of got left behind um, because, you know, things just didn't pan out. There is one specifically uh, for the guys in Up From Here um, that I really also great guys. Happen. And Brian was going to be in it, actually. <laughs> um, but it was basically uh, the bands or the I think the vocalist, the house that he was living in, there was a fire and it like burned down like half the house what the fuck um wow and damn we were, we were shooting a different video and i saw that and i was like this would be like the coolest place to film and tell a story and we came up with this idea that was like this guy is living in this burned down house and living a life that no one else sees like he literally is living his life as if nothing ever happened right like he's just in denial so he like the up. everything is fine meme Right. Like, yeah, exactly. So he wakes up in bed and sits up and goes, ah, and then we pan out and like, there's literally no walls. There's nothing around him. Wow. Holy like, shit. That would be it's insane. Amazing. That would be it's a amazing. super cool video. Yeah. And at the end he realizes like what happened and he like finally like snaps out of it and, and like regains control of his life basically. But that wow. didn't happen. I think it was like just a timing thing. Um, but you know, by the, by the time I wanted, I wanted to like move it to another date or something like that. But you know, their release schedule was like pretty firm, and so the release was coming up, so they just released the song. Um, but that is one that I—that's probably the one that I feel the worst about not making because I really wanted to make it happen, and I don't know if I would ever like put that idea all over another song because it just like it was so personal to to what happened in his life and like you know i don't i just i like to take it on a case-by-case basis sometimes there are visual ideas that i'll i'll think of and i'm like oh this is interesting but generally i i don't really come up with an idea or nothing really pops into my head unless i hear a song and i'm like yeah this is a, a good idea but i don't know if i ever like have ideas in the bank that i pull out you know um, which is kind of weird. Like I feel like there are a lot of people who have millions of things jotted down in a notebook, but like, I don't really ever linger on stuff like that. I yeah. think one uh, of the, one thing I think would be super cool would be to do a project where like the, the music video is the point and then you write a song around it. Like, yeah. I think that that would be a super, just a super cool concept. But I did actually, I had an idea that was like, so a musical, um, <laughs> well yeah Basically, yeah i guess yeah. pretty much i guess a musical. <laughs> i did kind of i had an idea that was like um i will pre-shoot footage 
like b-roll and then like i'll have that on a website somewhere and people can go buy it and then i'll edit it to their song and they can release it that's cool like yeah, almost like a like royalty free music video b-roll exactly <laughs> like like how producers will sell beats like i'll yep. sell right roll sort of that's mm. cool you should so, do that you should absolutely <laughs> do that that's the only idea i'll find you <laughs> um, I, but I, I don't know it might, question might too much work. i don't know if it would work out what's up um so it just kind of like dawned on me while we were talking it's not one we discussed before but is there any song that you've ever heard? It could be any song that you wanted to make a music video for. This is a good question. Um, honestly, like the one I can think of the most was Blue Jay. And I got to do that, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, but another one would be like, I mean, there's ones that I've seen where I've, I've said, like, I wish I could have done this because it would have been really cool. Um, and one of those was Blood Eagle by Periphery because I love the song and I think the video, I personally, I think it, what they did was cool, but I personally would have tried something different. And I did think a lot about like what I would have done um, differently. I probably just would have made it like bloodier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the questions we have for you is, what's your favorite thing you've ever shot? And I'm assuming you've mentioned it a few times, it'd, it'd be Blue Jay. Yeah, Blue else? Jay is definitely up there. I think in terms of like what went into it, I'm very proud of it. And I, I hope James is too. Um, um, there were some like hiccups in the release. Like we submitted it to Dreambound and they were basically like, ah, we're going to pass. And we were like, that's is really lame um but you know i guess they can do what they want but they're missing out on a cool song is that a record label or for it's like people? a release channel um okay. like brian tommy really really likes dreambound like he found rogue on dreambound like they just put out like melodic i, I guess metalcore melodic bands that's not that sound like sleep token <laughs> yeah like sleep token basically um and yeah, so we submitted, James submitted there and they just said no. And it kind of put him in a funk. Um, and I was really, I was worried about him. Um, but yeah, I really love that video. And um, like, I'm really happy with how that came out. But I, I would say that there are, there are probably things that are my favorite every time I'm on set, like, and I'm shooting something, I'll think, oh, this is my favorite thing I've ever done. Like every single time without fail, I... I kind of like feel like I one up myself okay. a little bit. Um, like right now, we just shot a video for um, like a rapper named Jake Hill, who is like our, I would say our biggest client um, yet. And he is like a super cool dude who is doing like pop punk music now and it slaps. It's really good. And I was so glad to be able to shoot that because um, the song is just like the perfect song. It's so good. It's so catchy. And the video is like this, this dreamy, like golden, like amazing um, thing that we worked really hard on. And um, uh, yeah, I'd say that that is probably my favorite right now that we've done because I'm it, it's the closest to what I had in my head, basically. 
and it came out like exactly how I wanted it to, I think. Right on. I was I was this close. I was this close to being in that video and it just it just, it just yeah, did not work funny. out. Yeah, you I really really wanted set. to do it. <laughs> you had the dog set like a loser. Hey, I mean, I had a prior commitment. I had to honor that prior commitment, and I, I really wish that I could have been a part of it. And I think that, I think that the, um, the person that you got to, to fill that spot absolutely, uh, absolutely nailed it. I don't know if this is, if it's common knowledge who that, who that is. You could probably say I don't think you. Would All right, but uh, yeah, uh, Kalen, it, the, you are the person that when Evan asked me if I could do this, I was like, I can't do it, but you should talk to Kalen, like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely yeah, incredible energy. Yeah. So it was basically like he needed a band, um, for this track because there's like guitar and bass and drums where the rest of his music is like, or previously it's been like, you know, beats. Um, and so he needed a band. And so I just pulled, like, I went around and just asked the most like energetic people I could, I could think of. Like I asked, Tommy, I asked JP uh, to play bass oh, JP. before eventually landing on Mike from Felicity just because he was like in the area. So he played bass and then Scott, um, Scott Ellis, vocalist of Grieve, um, was on drums because he's a killer drummer and he was like the first person I thought of. Um, and it just Who's worked Grieve? out. Who's Grieve? What, what is what is grief? Who's that shitty band out of Orlando that nobody listens to? <laughs> so the context here is that that Evan is uh, Evan plays guitar for grief and they're great. They're fucking you. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I I have the privilege of like being able to you know sometimes hear like the secret demos. We we trade we trade like when yeah, Delineate has stuff coming out <laughs> we trade. Um and it, it's like. It's it's mind boggling to me how humble you are about that shit because like it always sounds so good and I'm like man like Thank you. I I I have always had like anybody who has watched this podcast on a regular basis knows that I have audio problems pretty consistently yep. and I have similar <laughs> issues when trying to self produce at home like when I'm writing my own music and trying yeah, to like make that. stuff sound half decent and like. Uh, you're over here like, yeah, the mix sounds kind of crappy. And I'm like, bro, like <laughs> my symbols, my symbols basically sidechain uh, everything on the track. I one, cheated. One time, I got a mix from somebody else. <laughs> like one of my friends mixed my drums. Um, also, for the record, I asked James if he wanted to be on the show like just now. And he said, yes. <laughs> Get him on here. Oh, cool. <laughs> Sweet. James. Um, Hi, James. I remember one of my one of my like earliest memories of ever talking to you, Evan. This was before I think that I joined Delineate. You were like drunk, <laughs> like oh, no. so drunk. No, no. we had never met in person, and we had had very few conversations prior to this. And you called me on Facebook Messenger, He's pulling out and the I cut. Oh man, and and I remember like I'm, trying I gotta to go. <laughs> He's got poorly. <laughs> I poorly explained how side chaining works. Oh, I remember. That call. I remember. I <laughs> and he just calls me. I was I was I was driving home, and I just was like, "All right," <laughs> and you're, he was just like, "Hey, so." <laughs> 
I'm really drunk. <laughs> like that was how you opened the conversation. You're like, I'm really drunk right now. And that is a fond memory I have. Is, yeah. That's what used to happen. Um, my, uh, was I would my, drink a lot and then call people. Um, that could, they, that could be its own <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I remember when I wasn't like, I wouldn't, I mean, Brian was my friend, but he was like a client. Like nowadays, right. it's like Brian's my friend. But like back then, it was like Brian is a client first and foremost. And then we're friends, probably. Like we're cool. Probably. Um, probably, yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to call Brian. I was like, Caitlin, don't let me call Brian. And then like I wake up in the morning after blacking out and I had called Brian like three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and I was like, Ah, damn it! I'm gonna do it. Um, my earliest memory of uh, Evan was yesterday during the pre-show. So <laughs> that was, that was, he was not drunk; he was sober. I think. Um, we hope. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if he was or not. Um, but Dude. for no, go ahead for everybody listening and watching, it kind of explain like what Silo Digital is and who who you are, and you know, it's kind of like a general. Uh, statement on what you do oh, we're you way know. into it's like 30 minutes in yeah we should have but said this, this is like a question we have in. you know and it wasn't the first one <laughs> this was on the schedule so but, you're gonna answer it but i did already i gave silo my elevator digital. pitch too <laughs> um, a little bit more on what silo digital is though okay silo digital silo digital the name was like i came up with it in high school to describe like whatever film stuff i was gonna do um and it was like, this is just what I'm going to like, whenever I make something, I'm going to put it under this name. So I was just preparing. And then like the oldest thing I ever did with anyone in the music scene was with Brian, Nick and John from Delineate. And it was called No Corey in This House. And it was <laughs> it was a promo for their album that never aired. And it was basically whenever whenever they hear the the cory in the house theme song they black out and have violent seizures on the floor and it was about them coping with with the reality of their condition is that where the fucking the i hate summer thing came from yeah that was on that day <laughs> yeah there was a video of, of of, no, that was the shoot. That was the delineate shoot. But I was like, John, what's your favorite thing about summer? And he goes, I hate summer. Like, really <laughs> it was so, it was so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so No Corey in This House was the first thing that I ever did as Silo Digital, I think. And I posted about it on, I made the Facebook page and then posted about it. And that was like before I had even thought of doing music videos, but I just, I had the name. And I was like, if I put out music videos, I might as well use this name. So that's what I did, basically. And I, I told you this yesterday, weird. but I think it's a super cool sounding name. Thank you. <laughs> I still think it sounds dumb. It's Everyone's so like, <laughs> like, a, like a grain silo. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but like cool, you know, <laughs> with a Y and a P. Yeah, like like replacing an A with a V. Yeah, like. Yeah, like non <laughs> V dick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I oh, took me man. a second. I got there. 
here's um uh, yeah no you go ahead i was gonna say we, we have another yes. question here okay um, we were on the same brainwave <laughs> okay, I, I don't know why we have it but it's gonna scroll across the bottom for people watching um how many eggs can you fit in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's backstory to this so uh when i when i asked when i asked evan if he wanted to be on the podcast i asked evan if he wanted to be on the podcast and i think that initially like he just thought that i meant to like just come hang out with us yeah, and just hang out. talk um and that was when i was like yeah we're gonna have you in a pre-show call so we can go over like you know the questions we want to ask you and he's like oh there's questions Questions. And i was like yeah we're having you know evan draper of silo digital on and he was like oh my god and he was like uh ask me how many eggs i can fit in my mouth and i don't think i don't know if you realize that i actually did put that in there or not i kind of suspected um yeah i, I mean don't know, like i don't know how many eggs i can fit in my it. mouth I don't want to try. We, Dude, eggshells are covered in salmonella. I don't want to try. What if you watch um, them? All right. I don't, we'll be on here at least another 30 minutes. You have time. Go hard boil some eggs. <laughs> 30 minutes? Do you guys, no, I'm good. Did, did any of you guys watch my stream boiling eggs? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes, I did. <laughs> it's not very many. I did. I did a Facebook live stream. I want to say it was like two years ago almost at this point of me boiling eggs for like an hour <laughs> i had never <laughs> i had never That's done it before so long. <laughs> i had never done it before i did not have the heat turned all the way up but I, at a certain point i was like all right i should probably turn this up but i want to see how long people will watch and people were watching for like an hour i got like 500 views on that video of just boiling eggs <laughs> I wasn't talking about anything interesting. It was like I wasn't even there for a lot of it. I literally just set my camera, my phone up, just pointed at the fucking, <laughs> I remember pointed that. at the pot of eggs and just like letting it sit there. I went to the bathroom like, That's oh, weird. man. That's um. Uh, that's some ADHD shit right there. Well, and people were watching. Like, I did another uh -huh. one later on that week where of making pasta. Like, I, I, I that boiled one. pasta. I that there. one wasn't nearly as long. Like, I was not not even close to as patient with that one. Well, but that's what she said. Pasta. No, no, it doesn't make. I make a lot of fucking pasta, dude. We eat a lot so, of pasta. So you're in my a professional house. at it. You can boil that water in how long? What's your opinion oh, yeah. on boiling water? Um, eight seconds. That's me, really dude. fast. Yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. Oh Sometimes, how does so, it not just all like, turn blow torches steam. underneath it? So uh, dropping actually, a red hot nickel ball. <laughs> yes. oh my god i wish i wish now um sometimes sometimes i legitimately cheat at boiling water by using our auto kettle like i'll that fill up the cheap. pot is that cheating i'll fill it's up cheating. the pot halfway i'll fill up the pot like halfway with water and turn on the burner and then i'll fill like the rest of what would go into the pot in in the auto kettle and pour that in once that's boiling to raise the temperature of the rest of the water. Oh my God. That reminds me of 10 minutes, like a normal person. <laughs> of this, uh, I was watching a hell's kitchen clip the other day and uh, somebody was boiling pasta in the kitchen and Gordon Ramsay comes around. He's like, why isn't the fucking pasta done? She goes, Oh, the water's not boiling chef. And he goes, did you top it off with cold water? She goes, yes. He goes, why the fuck did you do that? Amateur. <laughs> Amateur. It's like I thought cold water would boil faster, and then fucking what? yeah, <laughs> Ramsey, yeah. There's Ramsey just goes what? 
and just that's a common myth. Away. Myth. Yeah, you're fucking stupid if sense. you think that. I'm gonna say Cold that right now. Water boils faster. Yeah, it's a common myth for whatever reason. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for dummies. Yeah, for idiots. Stupid so people. Y'all, I need to ask you guys a question because I thought that this was a ridiculous thing. My sister said to me that she thought that milk was colder than the rest of the liquids in the fridge. <laughs> okay, and I thought that that was absolutely ridiculous. I thought that that was like there was no possible was way. Apparently, yes. No, milk gets that? colder than other liquids in the fridge. I googled it that day, and I was like, "There's no fucking way." Why? And apparently, like she was absolutely right. Milk is colder. Uh, it has something to do with like the chemical makeup of milk and like the the structure of the of milk molecules. Yeah, like yeah, and so it retains heat and cold much much. Uh, it's it's a better insulator than water is. Yeah, because of the fat. So 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 technically, it is it like maintains colder temperatures for so longer. Could you? Yeah, I was gonna say it's not cold colder. But yeah, she was like, yeah, well, why is milk always so much colder than everything else in the fridge? And I was like, that's bullshit. So when you yeah, when you by the time you pour it into a glass, it is like it has. Never mind. <laughs> no, I mean technically there is uh, technically yes. Like Over when you pull water out of the fridge, longer, yeah, yeah. When you pull water out of the fridge, it immediately begins to start to warm up, and that process happens faster for water than it does for milk. Screen. Do you guys see flickering? No. no. Never mind. I just derailed the whole thing. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so so I just I I asked James I asked James if he'd be on uh, on the podcast, and I think that. Like for a little bit, he thought I meant like right now. Like if 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 we like if he could call in to the podcast <laughs> right this second, I was like, no, I'll give you a lot more heads up than that. <laughs> hey, we've got like ten minutes left to film. You want to hop in here really quick? No, fucking, <laughs> let's get him on next week. You got to talk to him about Blade Runner. That's all he cares about in this world. Okay, Blade Runner. All right, good Blade to know. Runner. He loves what he was talking about. How he was watching Blade Runner in New York and just crying alone on a couch. Damn. He just That's, loves yeah. We'll talk to him. Yeah, I keep we'll meaning to, to watch Blade Runner with him, but I keep forgetting because I am stupid. Well Oh yeah, because he hasn't gotten a new couch. That's what it is. What? I I don't I don't know. Does he have a couch? Is he missing his couch? He doesn't he doesn't have like a couch basically, and he's waiting on a new couch or something. Don't worry about All it. Right. <laughs> There's not enough seating. Well, that brings this would be a really the... awesome point for us to like have a sponsor, like uh, you know, like a, a furniture sponsor or something like ZBD Casper mattresses. mattresses. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I know. There is a mattress company out there. Robbie told me about this earlier. You know what? Do you want to you want to talk about it, Robbie? Or yeah. you have to. <clears throat> so, um, without giving away too much detail, I was uh, talking um, at work uh, with a coworker about zinc. And the joke of ZBD came up because it sounds like CBD. And um, we, we fucking hopped into a call or in a call. We hopped on the Internet and I just Googled ZBD. And the first thing that came up was a mattress with CBD infused in it. Wait, and, uh-huh, <laughs> wait a second. Uh-huh. There is a CBD infused mattress. You know who would fucking buy that shit? 
I feel like Jeff Goldblum would be tricked into buying a CBD mattress. Just like, you have to sleep naked. Um, like a little uh-huh. goblin boy. You have to sleep naked. It's the only way it works, but it is divine. <laughs> like, just, I can just imagine him either being tricked into buying one or being the spokesperson for that mattress company. Being like, the spokesperson, too. most definitely. Because, He's like, because <laughs> if anybody knows how to chill the fuck out, it's Jeff Goldblum. It's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. He's like laying yeah. on there doing that laugh from Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh man, I love Jeff Goldblum. He's he's like one of my favorite celebrities out there. There's a clip of him. Hmm? What? If you're a fan of uh, Tim and Eric, it's Chef Goldblum. Thank you very much. <laughs> there's a there's a clip of him from a TV show where he says. Um, People ask me if it's pronounced gold bloom or gold blum. And to them, I say, how dare you speak to me? <laughs> it's fucking just legendary. It's so good. There's like a oh, Disney man. Plus show with him on it, I think. Is that right? Yeah, the he's world doing... according to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. And there's an episode he's... where he talks about barbecue. And he like <laughs> he goes up to like people who are just grilling and he's like, Huh? What is barbecue? And he like doesn't. It's like he doesn't understand it at all. He's like, "What are you? What are you doing? Are you cooking?" They're like, "Yeah, he's we're, on we're a... like barbecuing the meats." And he's like, "Why?" He's on a podcast now. He's on. He's on. Believe it or not, a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. Of course, he is. That's that. amazing. It's called, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shout them out right now, just because now that we're on the topic of it, it's called Dark Dice. I have listened to the podcast before I found out Jeff Goldblum was gonna be on it because I'm a fucking nerd, <laughs> and nerd. it's really really well produced. It's like a horror, like like it's really really tough to do role playing horror properly. Um, That's cool though, but it's it's very good and it's extremely well produced and sound designed and everything. I, I watch or I listen to a lot of actual play podcasts. It's like probably like 90% of my media consumption is actual play podcasts. What does but that mean when you say actual play? Actual play is like they are literally actually playing D&D. It's not scripted. Okay. Are there it's like let's, ones? Um, well, kind <clears throat> of. There are, there are ones where the people in the game know what's going to happen before it happens. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, and, and they don't get popular because everybody thinks that's lame. But um, they're I fucking hundred percent lost my train of thought just now. <laughs> Sounds like you don't know Adderall. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I, mean, I got on that you... extended release, and the extended release just stopped. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the extension ends. No, here. but um, yeah. So that they actually are are playing the game. It's oh I, I now I remember I remember my I, I got back on track okay. so it's like let's play like on on Twitch or on YouTube it's like let's play but for tabletop games yeah right I didn't know that scripted ones existed and I don't mean like I don't mean that they're lame and they should stop like it's fine they can do whatever but um, I actually didn't know that there were like scripted ones uh, they're few and far between <clears throat> and you don't hear about them all that much because they're not it's not nearly as entertaining as leaving things up to chance the way that certain, uh, certain podcasts do. Right. And like, um, that's, that's what Dungeons and Dragons is about. It's about like creating a story 
based off of like instances of random chance and that's why it's cool i really 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 once we once we get to a point where we have a patreon i want to run tabletop games for our patreon content i so badly want to do it there's a bunch oh, of games too. that i really want to try out um a couple of, there's uh casket land is fucking insanely cool you talk to me about uh, casket land. kids on bikes is another <clears> one <throat> i think i probably talked to you about so, um about kids what oh, one day i'd love to like paranoia kids? with yeah, you guys that's what i'm getting from this like paranoia Ooh. i've heard i've heard good things about paranoia it's fantastic um what's it trophy is another really good like horror style there's one uh what was it called it's based in like like a, a summer camp it's like but um the system's really interesting because there's no dungeon master no game master like the system is entirely collaborative so That's nobody's cool. in charge. I want to, which seems to me game. like, dude, I would love to run these I've games. I've never like, gotten to ever. I it's so much fun. To. Oh man, it's so much fun. You're missing it's, out. And I'm, I'm so glad that role playing games have started to become like less of a, I don't want to say taboo, but less of like an ostracized thing. For sure. They seriously, well, things like Stranger Things and. Critical yeah. Role have a lot to do with that. Critical Role is insane. Matt Mercer is insane, and all the cast on Critical Role is insane. Um, if you're not, uh, have you have you ever seen anything about Matt Mercer or Critical Role? So everybody on that show is a voice actor or an actor. So their their acting chops are really there. Their role playing chops are really there. Like uh, cool. um, Matt Mercer, have you ever played Overwatch? Yeah. He voices McCree. Okay. He also voices McCready in um, Fallout 4. He's got McCready. that, like, all this, the whole cast of Critical Role has, like, a hugely uh, vast backstory. He's in um, all kinds of video games, Matt Mercer. He, he's in a bunch of different animes. They're in Fire Emblem. They're in uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, cool. um attack on titan the the english dubs of attack on titan a, a lot of the guys mm -hmm. from uh, a lot of the folks from critical roller in and they're they're just iconic voices that when you realize like um oh yeah i totally know that guy's voice his uh mm -hmm. let's see let's see we're gonna read through we're gonna do the old uh quality content segment of the podcast quality yeah, content of he's done <laughs> Re reading the wikipedia entry for <laughs> um let this be a reminder that we're on uh, itunes uh apple podcast spotify fucking omegle Google podcast find us on google podcast that's um, another patreon exclusive is us yeah. on omegle and don't forget to <laughs> leave us a review and comment fuck tommy um yeah yeah mm -hmm. leave us a review five stars on on apple podcast and say fuck tommy um so let's see here's some anime here's some anime he was in uh he's in naruto he plays uh yamato he Which one is that? <laughs> he's um you you gotta watch like way later into the series to end up like seeing him he's the one that's seen all of it yamato is the one that trains him when he's trying to figure out his his uh chakra element no, not the fucking battleship. Uh, wood style. He's the wood style guy. Oh, this guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Um, he scary. is. 
he is in One Piece. Um, he's in, let's see, Hunter x Hunter. Or Hunter Hunter. I don't know exactly which how you're supposed I've to heard say both. that. Oh, I just um, finished Hunter he plays, Hunter, by the way. He voices uh, Robbie. He voices Hit in Dragon Ball Super. I like that. I've never um, seen Who are you talking Ball. about? Matt Mercer. Oh, Matt Mercer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a a long tangent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's he's all worry. over the place. Um, video games is where he where most of his where most of his uh, credits are. What he's on um, the show. Well, he dungeon masters Critical Role. Okay. Yeah. Who are the other people on it? Um, Just their like cast kind of rotates. Voice actors. Yeah, um, there are a lot of people that are from sim- like they all work in the same network. Uh, a lot of people from the same shows, the um, Fire Emblem people, uh, the Star Ocean crew. Um, let's see. A lot of them were like all in games together. Oh, cool. Um, he does voices in a lot of the Naruto video games. Anyway, it's it's fantastic. It's and it's fantastic content because everybody on the show is like an mm-hmm. actor who right. is role playing their character and doing the voices, and it's it's super cool. Um, so What's now that we've again? gotten over the show, is called Critical Role. Okay, <laughs> this is like a huge like like we're I'm I'm unintentionally boosting Critical Role super hard right no, now. No, no free cool. fucking advertisers. As Pay if Critical money. Role <laughs> needed our help. <laughs> Give us money. Give us five dollars a person, fifteen bucks, and we'll promote you. Pay us. I want five dollars. Maybe next time. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's I think it's time to get to our actual segment, like the the one that we yeah. actually planned. Uh, oh, Alex, yeah. take it away. So. We're going to be doing um, segments every week. I'm not sure if we explained this before, but we're going to be asking the Ask Reddit question of the week. Uh, This week's question is, what fictional character do you hate with every fiber of your being? And uh, let's let's start with Evan. Oh, oh. So there's always there's there's a few people that. I hate whenever I see them, but the one I remember the most is uh, Dolores Umbridge. From <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew she at least is, somebody was going to say that. She is the worst, most horrible person in any canon of all time. I hate her. She is stupid. <laughs> These are very good reasons. Um, but she like, she's basically just like this horrible bureaucrat. She doesn't care about justice, even though she's like a judge on like a committee. She only cares about like silencing the truth and keeping kids uh, like obedient. And she is part of a like classist power system. <laughs> and she's stupid. <laughs> and I don't she like is. Her. She is the worst. She's <laughs> like dumb. I. I hated her in that series more than I hated Voldemort. She's the worst. Like, like she, I, just, I she, wanted the centaurs to like rip her apart and kill her, but it didn't happen. And I was very <laughs> upset. 
Does she die? I don't remember. I don't think I she don't died. remember either. <sighs> yeah. Um, isn't it crazy how isn't it crazy how that entire series of books doesn't have an author? Like they just yeah, exist. Cool. I, I'm glad Is they it? just popped into existence one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I have so uh my my most hated character. I don't know. Have any of you guys watched Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. I I watched nope. like the At least first parts of it. Um there's a lot the, of people that hate in that show. There is a lot of people to hate, but specifically Serena, um, uh, uh, Serena Waterford, the Serena the wife. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, she's terrible. Yeah, no, yeah. Ser- Serena Waterford, the wife of the commander in that show, is the most spineless, selfish character I think that I have ever seen. Like every single thing that she has done as as like she had one chance of redemption for her character arc that she completely just bailed right the fuck out of. And everything she has done has been out of complete and utter like self-preservation through someone else doing something to keep her from getting into any discomfort or trouble. And she's the worst fucking person ever. Um, that was a lot more specific than she's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, oh, worry, she's she's the worst. We were we were just watching the most recent episode uh, a couple of days ago, and we were talking like me, uh, me and and uh, Hannah and my roommates were talking about how much we could not fucking stand her because she's just so goddamn awful. Hmm. Uh, and then the other one maybe is a little bit more relatable is King Joffrey from Game yep. of Thrones also just the worst he like lost he like had to stop acting because of that gig like hated him so much wow i i hate the writers of game of thrones more than i hate joffrey (laughs) they are the worst yeah my boy look what they did to my boy oh they massacred (laughs) my boy alex uh my uh misa hate jar jar binks Oh come on! No, <laughs> he was created. Target. He was created to sell toys. Okay, okay, fine. You but I'm gonna stick with to sell toys. I knew someone would say Jar Jar. I'm gonna stick with Star Wars, and this may be an unpopular opinion to some people, but Ray is just a, a lot a of one-dimensional trash seen character. Nine. Haven't seen it yet. It's not on my list to watch, but you know. My cat is angrily banging on the door right now, (laughs) like, like pissed off, like just like. I think what made me really angry in Star Wars, in terms of a fictional character, was just how they treated my boy Finn in the the sequels. Right, like he was, he could have been the most amazing character. And they just threw him in the garbage like twice. This is he two guests been... in the episode, or two guests in a row, where we talked about how bad the 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 third trilogy of Star Wars movies is. Like I'm looking I forward to um, watching the ninth like episode. It. Huh? So I'm looking forward to watching the ninth episode. I just it's not a priority for me because I've heard so many mixed reviews. I thought visually it's... it was really cool, um, but the story just wasn't. It was just disjointed. I wasn't a fan. I don't know. They didn't it's know not what like, they wanted to do. Yeah, it's because it was written by like 
it, it was written to take everything back that the second one did. And that's so lame. Like, that's not how you build on a franchise. I don't know. I just thought it was corny. It was stupid. Speaking, speaking of franchises where, like, I hate the main character, I think that Frodo Baggins is the fucking worst. <laughs> he's the fucking worst. He's, he's a pussy. Frodo, <laughs> like, Samwise Gamgee fucking saved the day in that's that series, boy. in my opinion. And yeah. Frodo was a pussy bitch, and I hated him. He, he annoys me the whole way through. Robbie, what about you? Who do you hate? Uh, the only one that comes to mind, and it's not even close to what you guys have been talking about, uh, Alan Harper from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> he, he's a fucking pussy. Like, his character is the definition of a beta male. <laughs> I, I can't fucking stand seeing him... Um, alongside such an alpha character like like Charlie, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like the the actor, I can't think of his name right now. John something maybe. John something, that's his name. John yeah, something maybe. maybe. But that's he right. plays uh, Lex Luthor in Supergirl, and he is a fucking incredible actor. Jesse like, Eisenberg. He's he such a good Lex Luthor. Oh, no, that was in <laughs> Snyder Cut. Uh, um, John Cryer. John Cryer. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Alan Harper's a fucking pussy, and I hate that character with a passion. <laughs> All um, right. Have any of you guys seen uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? No, That's no, I mean. and I need to. Yeah. I have been recommended that show oh, so many times, and it's it's short. It's like it's like what like twenty five episodes. That's it. I saw like half it's of like the main Trigun. character. Or yeah, Trigun's fucking awesome. By the way, Trigun is my favorite anime ever. Hands down. I don't know. Cowboy Bebop goes above Trigun for me. I have tried on so many occasions to watch Cowboy Bebop, and I love the concept. I love the music. I love the whole vibe, and I have not been able to fully pay attention to that show long enough to be able to be invested in it, and I, I hate myself for it. Is that the Corgi that, anime? Yeah, yeah, that's the Corgi anime. Yep. I know that Firefly, the Joss yes. Whedon show, actually, I'm wearing name. a shirt right just, now, now that I think about it. I'm pretty sure it basically just ripped off Cowboy Bebop because it's like Cowboys <laughs> So it is. It's basically Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I'm sure I would like it. I just I've never I've never given it a chance. I don't watch a lot of anime. Like the one that I watched and it really stuck with me was Mob Psycho 100. I don't think I've seen that. It's it was made by the guy that did One Punch Man, and it's the same okay. animation studio. And it is the most wild, like funny, well animated, and uniquely animated, like anime. It's it's insane. It's so cool. Um, like all the fight scenes have like this insane amount of like energy and power behind them. Like they they will all the time like switch to like charcoal animations, like hand drawn charcoal. Oh, and, yeah. and like crazy patterns and stuff and it's so funny too like it's hilarious i highly recommend it all right Very the right. only Sick. time i've seen one punch man uh i was on acid so <laughs> that it was damn I, it that was must good. have been fucking insane <laughs> oh, it was a it was a great show it was all sub though so i, I couldn't fucking understand anything because i'm not going to sit there and read you know what i mean well it's <laughs> it's canon that you reading, can't read so. True. You can't. Yeah, you can't read. 
Also, uh, like, uh, <laughs> Canyon GT is still mm-hmm. the best anime. Dragon Ball GT, hands down. One one show, one anime that I that I watched that I was not expecting to love as much as I did was My Hero Academia. I was like, I went into it because everybody kept recommending it, and yeah. I was like, all right, let's see what this is all about. Here we go. It's another shonen, another fucking like you know high school kid trains and gets strong. You know, and that show is so goddamn emotional. Like it is so, so like compelling. I love it. I love that show. Yeah, the moment where he, like, finally, like, you know, jumps up and like slams the giant robot mm-hmm. in like the the test exams. Yeah, somehow they were able to make literally punching a giant robot in the face an emotional experience that was the best part for me of the whole show <laughs> i love that moment so much because it's got the the killer soundtrack going and it's just it's that a math rock huge moment it's so mm, i love that anime math rock yeah, yes it's, it's a very good moment and the show is cool i like i like the show a lot so one thing I wanted to talk about that we're going to be able to allocate like four minutes to <laughs> is uh, the Bo Burnham special that just came out, which uh, if you haven't seen, it's called Inside and it's fucking insane. It is. Uh, uh, don't watch it. Like if you are not in a good don't watch it state, mental state. To, yeah, don't watch it alone and don't watch it if you are like going through it right now because it will hit too hard. Yeah. Um, absolutely beautifully shot. And and it's cool. I've watched it since it came out. I've watched it three times now. Mm-hmm. That's even impressive. like even if it wasn't shot by just one dude, right? It would still be really impressive. But the fact that he did all that, like I I got annoyed setting up this one light to light my face. <laughs> like, I got annoyed doing this. Like I cannot imagine doing that for an entire year on a huge scale to make something that incredible and real. Mm-hmm. I, it would destroy me. I don't know how he did it. Um, well, apparently he was not doing well. <laughs> like he said it. he had to get himself in a better place in order to make it. And it seemed like he, it's, it really seemed like he lost it by the end. Like he yeah. went through it. I'm worried. I'm worried. Like I, yeah, I, we, we, all of us were like Googling, like, is, is, is Bo, Burnham Bo Burnham okay? okay. <laughs> I was like, I want to see, actually, you know what? I'm going to look up right now, the Google metrics for how much that has been searched in the last week. Yeah. I mean, he is, <laughs> he's an incredible creator. I, even when like, he is. I feel like his stuff has really evolved too. Like, I look back on his older specials and I'm like, okay, it's kind of, it's played out by this point, but he really brought it again and just surprised me as much as he did the first time I saw his stuff. Like he's a really incredible, like filmmaker and comedian. He's just really, really talented. Absolutely. And like, he, he really did, like you say, he did evolve and like to begin with, he even, he even references it in a, in that pretty meta uh, workout scene that we were talking about yesterday where he's like, are you going to hold me accountable for saying the shitty stuff that I said when I was younger? Like, right. I don't think that there was a single thing that went into that that he didn't intentionally put there for a reason. You know? 
even with yeah. like uh, he did the the white woman's Instagram song, and that mm-hmm. seemed like kind of innocuous. But like if you go back and watch it again, I saw somebody do a breakdown of it this week where they were talking about how um, it, it was just a sort of a, um, a a dive into how white privilege can make it so that people who are not affected by racism can be casually racist because it doesn't matter to them Wow! in, in certain situations. And it seems weird until you look back at it and watch it again and like, look at some of the things he goes back and forth with the aspect ratio between like the Instagram square and then like the wide angle. And when it gets serious. Yeah. And so it's like the, 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 the square aspect ratio is when it's performative and Instagram and then the, the actual reality of it becomes apparent right. when it widens out. So it's like when, she, when he's talking about um, the girl who lost her mom and then it closes back in as, as she's finishing that, that caption, you know? Plus, I don't know, he must have had like, he must have done extensive research on not only how to get the shots that he did for that but also like the facial expressions that he made you know like it's that's a a facial expressions are taught in like like cheerleading it's something that like they are judged on when they do cheerleading competitions and stuff and he had to like he had to like have gone and done research on how to like make the expressions that all these you know the white women instagram expressions that he was looking at that segment (laughs) specifically made me just it blew my mind because there are there are moments that you know took like hours and hours of setup they're specifically lit it looks like he created like a backdrop and tons of props like in a single like frame for that one segment and it's on screen for like two or three seconds and then it's gone forever. And like, you don't think about it, but like so much work must have gone into that. And he forces you to realize how much work went into everything because you see like, you see him set stuff up. You see the mess that is right. Behind. And that is such an interesting tactic to make you realize like, oh, he really like went and did all of this. Like it's constantly reminding you that it's like, this is one guy and it's showing you behind the scenes of how much he's suffering making this. And like, even if the songs are like happy and funny, it's like, there's this looming cloud over everything because it's one guy and he's driving himself crazy writing all this. It's so unique. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, the, the search phrase is Bo Burnham. Okay had zero percent interest as of may 29th and then on may 30th it jumped to literally 100 (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to see if it'll show me like how many times people searched that in the last 30 days but i'm not sure if it will yeah poor bo um let's see let's see what the uh the trending searches right now are in reference to it okay so he's not in the top 20 now oh man for to not for today at least but um let's see real-time search trends i'm gonna say it i still don't think bo burnham is funny that's you didn't watch the special so no because he's not funny 
When was the last special of his that you watched? Uh, 2000 and I don't, I don't know whenever it came out. It was, um, let me see if I can find the name of it. So he has his most recent one before inside was called make happy. And then before that was called what? Uh, it was. Uh, yeah maybe words 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 that sounds familiar oh god oh so 11 years ago (laughs) yeah i didn't find him funny then either (laughs) yeah so so and and just just to defend bo a little bit personally because i i feel like you would i feel like you'd like it now because the shit that he's doing even with the last three specials that he did is so much different now than it was 11 years ago i don't like musicals well, yeah, if it's, you don't like musicals, you probably won't like it. Yeah, but it's not even really that it's a musical. In the, yeah. I mean, it is a musical in the sense that it is. A, it's a, more of a there's musical a lot of music than his in other it. specials are. Inside for sure. is for sure. Yeah. But like even even with Make Happy and What, like it is a whole ass fucking experience, dude. It's, it's like just the amount of effort that goes into him doing a special is insane. And I think I personally think that you should give it a chance, man. I think you'd yeah. enjoy it. I think this one specifically is is pretty. Unique. This one. Yeah, this one hits fucking hard as hell. If you don't like it within yeah. like the first 10 minutes, you might as well not watch it. But I would say give it a shot because you might be surprised. But if not, you know, whatever. You know, that might come up if somebody puts it on, but not not my choice. Tommy, go over and just put it on his TV. Well, I gotta have a TV for that first. So. <laughs> I thought you would say something like that. Yeah, I, the only TV I have in my room has not been turned on in over a year. Damn. Yeah, I only put it in my room so I could use my PlayStation Four. Uh, I bought a PS Four, put a TV in my room, uh, used my PS Four for about a month and a half. <laughs> Just quit. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, screen, if you're okay. sharing it, we're going to get copyright, Tommy. <laughs> that was a joke. I was just waiting on okay. you to notice. <laughs> no, I, I, I can I can ban you. You know what? Let's see. What that <laughs> I think it's all right. I'm, we're, we're at an hour 10. I think yeah. it's I think we've done. I, I think we've I done enough. Yo, real quick. I got to say this dream music video sucks. It is so laughably bad. It is the funniest thing in the world. He gave an entire Minecraft animation team two weeks to animate in a style they've never done before, and he hasn't paid any of them. It's so funny. It's so dumb, and I can't get it out of my head. It he is also, the worst. He had, what, like a Harvard like scientist or something like prove that he wasn't cheating in his speed run, and he, then he did. came out and said he was cheating. Yeah, he's, It's the worst. It's so funny. I can't. I just wanted to get that, that in. One. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I had I had never I had never even heard of the guy until today when you mentioned it. And then it's we so wa- cool. we watched the video before we started the episode today and it really is that bad. Like there's so many cloth sims, like cloth <laughs> simulations in the animation because they didn't have time to properly animate anything. It and then there's like so parts funny. where his like like the eyeballs poke through the eyelids. Yeah, you know, and like, like his, it looks his it looks like card is a piece of cloth. 
and it's like <laughs> wet and it's jiggly. <laughs> and then and things are just constantly wiggling. Like, I feel like they could have done just as good of a job with the same amount of time in like Gmod. Yeah, it basically just, <laughs> like, they could have done it in source and it would have been way better. It's so funny. Fucking pivot animator. Yeah, they could have done literally anything. Anyway, I wanted to squeeze that in. We can stop. <laughs> yeah, <now>. absolutely. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> well, Evan, it has been super yeah. fun having you on, dude. Thank, Thank you guys you so, so much for having on. me. It was great getting to talk with you guys and getting to talk about my work and stuff like that. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So we will have we will have links to Evan's work uh, in the description. We didn't even really get to talk about any of your short films either, which are phenomenal as well. well they're fine. <laughs> I they're super good. They're super Thank super you. good. I got I was I was so excited to be able to to provide music for David. Yeah, God, I oh my God, I was so that excited that old. I did like a solo acoustic project forever ago, and I I sent him. Uh, some some tracks to use in the film and it it was it was super cool to be like oh my my, my music god yeah that <laughs> one's old <laughs> like it's, even a year after good, making man. that like that was before i went to film school and like before i knew like what editing was and what writing was and <laughs> well you are a Jeez. hell of a videographer i will Thank say that you. absolutely agreed you are a talented Individual, my friend. Thank you. Motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker, you talented, bro. Oh, motherfucker. Oh. All right, leave us a review. Say fuck yeah. Tommy. Uh, fuck Tommy. <laughs> um, check out Evan. Alex, why don't you have a 3090? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you squeezed it in right at the buzzer. <laughs> I was this close. Uh, this close to getting away with it. Not this time. Not this time. You need to go back and listen to the episode of last week. Uh, I messaged our guest and had him slip that in there, but it was... Yeah, it was so... It was like the most <laughs> seamless, just the smoothest fucking transition into the hardest burn. That's so it was like, so good. He's answering a, a question about a movie and then goes, and uh, you might be able to relate to this, Alex. I'm not sure because you don't have a 3090 graphics card. And uh, <laughs> he's like, so I don't know. I didn't know if you could see that or not on your yeah. monitor. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, check out Evan. Um, Leftovers at Midnight, episode 69, as always. Is this <laughs> actually episode 69? Nice. No. We're going we're gonna to do something cool. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye, bye guys. Bye. Goodbye. Tommy wave. <laughs>